Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan, and today I've got another artist from the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. And I'm joined on the line by Nikki Langford, who is bringing her show at Monty, the musical Things I Know About Women, to the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival at Nexus Cabaret. Uh, she joins me on the phone now. How are you doing? Uh, very well, and yourself? All right, thank you. Um, Fantastic. So you've got a, a nice bit of theatre to bring to us all the way from uh, Victoria. Uh, what can you tell me about Monty the Musical? Well, I suppose you could say that Monty's actually coming a little further than that. I live in Melbourne at the moment, but my theatre work started in the Gumboot Theatre on Stewart Island, which is the island underneath New Zealand. Oh, wow, OK. So Monty's, uh, Monty's, uh, Monty's birth has been uh, from a long way away. Yeah. So when did, when did Monty come about for you? So Monty came about uh, in um, early 2000, uh, no, 1997 was when the Gumboot Theatre started, and it was essentially an opportunity to answer questions that visitors to the island had, and I found that um, a middle-aged woman was fairly boring and um, under the radar, but uh, the characters that uh, I was doing were very appealing. So I've spent since then developing all sorts of strange and wonderful characters through which I can tell different stories. Nice. And this one is uh, so you're going to be singing and dancing as well. The the blurb it talks about a, a father of, bri- of the bride speech uh, that Monty's giving, and uh, so that's obviously the premise of the show. That's right. So he hasn't raised his daughter. He hasn't been in the same house as her, uh, but he has to be there for the wedding. So he's not quite sure uh, what he knows about women. But obviously he has a mum. He has three older sisters. He has the first wife, the mother of his daughter, his daughter, and also, as every man has once in his life, the psychopath girlfriend. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, she isn't really. It's a great scene. <laughs> so you, you're playing. All, you're obviously playing Monty in the show. So um, you're playing all the other characters as well, or are we seeing anything from Monty? You, you point get of view? to meet the other characters in in various forms. Yeah. So it is technically a, a one person show, but uh, by the end of it, I think uh, people feel that they've they've met. I've met everyone, and I've seen everyone, and in different ways, in different different ways to tell a story. Yeah. So, how long has this uh, incarnation of uh, the show about Monty been around? Is it something new that you've written with this character? Well, this is a, this is his story that's been burning away inside of me for quite a long time. Yeah. And the uh, Melbourne Fringe, I in a fit of madness one night, uh, logged in, logged on, paid my money. And um, committed myself. So then I, so I produced the show for the Melbourne Fringe Festival in October last year. Yeah. Uh, so now I have it. So now I want to do all sorts of things with it. Yeah. And then I can go on and do other. I have other characters who all have their own stories. But oh, wow. um, it's Monty's. It's Monty's turn this year. Yeah. Nice. So and it's kind of nice. Like uh, so much art kind of happens because people just on a whim kind of throw money down and go, all right, I'm doing this now, and it, you sort of need to make that financial commitment to make it happen. Well, you know, you, you do need to have a bit of skin in the game and oh, a little bit of money a little bit of money is helpful for that. And the thing is that, you know, I do... Monty's been around, and what he's been doing is 
uh, 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 emceeing events and hosting birthday parties and reading telegrams from the Queen and those types of things, hosting networking events. So he's uh, in his fabulously dapper blue suit, uh, mm. been out and about, but this is the first time he gets the spotlight for an hour and a half. Cool. And so what's your history as a performer yourself? Oh, forever and ever and ever. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, I found myself on a small... So I've done lots of amateur dramatics and I've done lots of different things like that and lots of public speaking, but I found myself on this island with 400 people and 40,000 visitors a year and wow. not a lot of employment for women. So I turned the fruit and vegetable shop into a theatre uh, squashed my old body into a leotard, took the piss out of the locals and charged the tourists $5 to watch. Nice. And then, strangely enough, became as it world famous, but only on Stewart Island. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's not the arsehole at the end of the world, excuse my language, but you can see it from my kitchen window. Oh, wow. So how did the locals take <laughs> to having their piece taken out of them? Taken out of them? Uh, the locals uh, found it actually very amusing because... I was I wasn't making up stories. I was just telling the stories that were already there. And you know, there's many a fisherman that if he doesn't have to go outside and do hard work, he spends all his time at the, the wheel of the, the, the boat in his slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I'm just I'm just sharing the facts. I'm not making anything up. And it was kind of fun because it made the locals look good because they are a hardy intrepid bunch of people and mm. um, people like when you share stories, especially when you're sharing stuff that people don't wouldn't get to see in any other way. And it'd have to be a hard life there as well, so any kind of light relief that someone like yourself could provide is going to be a good thing. Well, that's right, that's right. And, of course, people turn up and ask the same, you know, questions day after day after month after year. <laughs> so people could come along and watch a little half-hour show uh, and and suddenly go, okay, I understand how you get your groceries and how you catch your fish and how you prepare uh, abalone for dinner and I, you know, all those little questions that are so universal. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I have a, a couple of um, uh, fundraising uh, gigs that I do uh, around the place for, for causes close to my heart. And so I develop a character and take it up and do it. So I have a, an 85-year-old former exotic dancer called Merle, and I have a fantastic drag queen who's a scream, and I also have a 15-year-old Ecuadorian exchange student. Oh, my goodness. With a red, yeah, Jose Alejandro Iglesias Fernando Manuel Leon Cibregantes Arialco de Compostelas Smith. It just rolls off the tongue really nicely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can just be involved with some sideburns and looking for love. (laughs) Oh, awesome. So, So anyway, no, no, this this is is a monstrous time, so we should really just talk about it. No, it's not, it's really nice to get the background as well. So, um, and that's it. So, I can be, uh, you know, ordinary, invisible middle aged woman by day and some fabulous lunatic with a great outfit and wonderful hair at night. Yeah, that's what the arts is all about. A great double life. <laughs> oh, yes, you better believe it. <laughs> and, and tell you what, the, the really bizarre thing with Monty is that, you know, he's, he's 62, he's got impeccable manners, he's very charming, he's definitely a ladies' man. And, um, Women kind of get that he's not 
he's not sleazy because he's obviously not a real man. But at the risk of blowing my cover, men do not know that he's not a real boy. And I've had some fantastic conversations. Someone wanted to punch me once because, or punch Monty, because Monty was making his wife blush and giggle and fluster like, like a teenager. And because she, she thought it was okay to flirt because she knew that Monty wasn't a real bloke. But I tell you what, her husband did have no sense of humour and was just sort of gearing up, working out how he could punch this annoying old man. <laughs> so did you have to break character at that point? I never, ever, ever, ever break character. Wow. I can't. I'm too busy. I'm too busy operating the controls. I'm so worried about, you know, men stand with their legs apart and they yeah. smoke differently and they gestures and, and all and the voice and everything. So I don't worry about what my characters say. My characters have free reign because I'm way too busy to do anything other than making them look right. So, no, 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 all credit to Monty. He stood his, stood his ground. He finished his conversation. He kissed her on both cheeks, <laughs> much to her husband's chagrin, and uh, sorted it off. Let me tell you, inside him, there's a little woman absolutely wetting her pants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to kind of, like... To kind of have that commitment to character and getting it right and all that kind of thing, you must have had some serious training. Or has it all come down to observation? and Observation. Wow. I mean, look, I've done lots of, you know, I've done lots of theatre and, you know, I've, I've made films and I do a lot of writing. I create my own material. And I was felt in, I felt very inferior and inadequate for years because I didn't have formal training. Yeah. Um, and I've met some fabulous, you know, quite famous actors who have said, you know what, it's a beautiful thing and you just run with it. So I've, I've accepted it is what it is. And um, it's all about observation and, and, and watching people. Unfortunately, as an invisible middle-aged woman, I can sit in public places and 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 be and watch everything. It's great, which is a very but enviable position to be in, especially especially for totally the is. like really well-known characters who would give their right arm just to be able to do what you can do in terms of I know. being invisible and watching. And you know, you've probably got more experience and more talent than a lot of people that have been professionally trained, because you know, ninety-nine percent of what they do through their training is learn how to watch and learn how to imitate and learn how to create from that and obviously this is what you've you've just done yeah and you know i mean i've I've been able to ask advice of people who who have been very very generous and Mm. very forthcoming and uh my brother-in-law who worked with the direction at the beginning of building the show um he's he's formally trained so he was able to give me different layers that I wouldn't have been able to come to by myself. Mm. But timing and ability to just be believable, I think, is something that you either do or you don't do. Yeah. And because you're creating a real character, it helps. Like, it needs to come from a real place. And regardless of whether you're trying oh, yeah. to do that as an actor who's trained and kind of going, I'm doing this academically or whether you're doing it because you are a real person inside and you know how real people react and create, and then, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. And the thing is that when you when when you go out, and even though I feel exactly the same on the inside, people react to my characters. People people relate to the character. So when, when people are saying things to your character, 
you have to respond in character. So, you know, mm. it, 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 it has a flow and a life of its own. Uh, and and it's interesting, you know, sometimes people, you know, really keen for, for Monty to break character, um, and the fact that he, he doesn't is, um, is, is really interesting. So, it, yeah. it, it, you know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Awesome. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fan, like a fascinating, wonderful hour and a half uh, spent oh, with Monty, and uh, obviously a little bit of singing there as well with the title. Yes, yes. Um, so he sings, um, and he has a couple of big numbers, uh, which are, he sings the way Britney Spears sings, but he also sings properly as himself. Yeah. Um, and there might be a wee bit of particip- audience participation. But I don't want um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag because no one will sit in the front row. No. <laughs> well, people are always scared to sit in the front row at Fringe anyway, so. Oh, oh well, that's good. So yeah, so all, all I need is someone who knows what to do with a giant pair of maracas that look like enormous bosoms. Right. <laughs> so you know, like generally, Monty picks men for that because it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And by the time you get to that part of the show, they're very keen to help him out with his psychopath girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sympathy in the front row, I tell you. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like it'll be a hoot. Uh, Nikki, thank you so much for giving me a call. Uh, Monty, the musical Things I Know About Women, presented by Gumboot Theatre, is playing Nexus Cabaret at the Lion Arts Centre. Uh, for a very short season, the 22nd to the 25th of February is part of the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, grab tickets at Fringe Ticks and more details at our website, linkadelaide.com.au and adelaidefringe.com.au. Nikki Langford, thank you so much for your time, and I'm sure you're going to have a hoot here in Adelaide uh, a bit later on this year. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Stephen. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide or tweet us at linkadelaide.